women must be bold women must not be contented you know with uh, the pieces the crumbs under the table any longer the industry that would drive the fourth revolution the fourth industrial revolution is agriculture mining ict and education and so as a result of that it is very important for us if, because if we keep singing gender inequality gender this gender that nobody gives power nobody gives money you have to take it it's no mean feat being a woman in mining in nigeria the challenges are tremendous but they certainly can be overcome hi i'm shantal kotsa senior deputy editor of mining review africa and welcome to our Women of Impact series. In this episode, we speak to women who have made an impact on the Nigerian mining sector. Let's join the conversation. Being a woman uh, with the passion to grow in a male-dominated sector such as um, mining is not an easy task. I'm Audrey Badding, the Program Director for Nigeria Mining Week, and today we welcome the game changers in the mining industry in Nigeria. We have the privilege today to host Honorable Janet Adeyemi, President of Women in Mining Nigeria. We also having with us a young and brilliant lady, Emily Ako. She's geologist and mining consultant. We also have the privilege to have in our midst today, Dr. Odokuya, Odokuya, sorry, Abiodam Mary. She is Associate Professor of Environmental Geometry, Geometry and Mechanical Geology in the Department of Geoscience at University of Lagos. Ladies, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I hope you know, I hope Audrey. Yes. <laughs> excuse excuse my french accent <laughs> but it's a privilege to having you ladies i know how busy you can be we want to thank you for joining the platform for this podcast so i want to go straight to the point of our discussion today the theme of our discussion is the mind and i or otherwise mining and I. And my first question actually goes to Janet. Uh, Janet, mining and you, what is your relationship? <laughs> uh, Audrey, that's a very difficult question for me to answer, but I'll try. Go for mining it. Mining and I, it's, uh, it has gone beyond a professional calling, but a passion, a baby, a mm-hmm. friend, everything you can think of so my life is sunk into mining and when i look at mining i look especially at the advocacy side of mining mm-hmm. mining is an industry which you know is as old as any other thing because men are naturally inquisitive looking for what to do with the environment and you know even when you go to the scriptures god said he has given us dominion over everything around us so man has dominion over the environment and they exploited mining and as long as man is as long as there's man woman will always be drawn to where man, man uh, men are either as wives as children as daughters as anything so when you go into the mining history you find out that women has always been associated with mining and so in our country here for us to now cut off and think that mining is an exclusive club to the men is what I disagreed on. And that was the initial thing that drew me into mining apart from my professional calling. 
-hmm. And since then, we've not looked back because if you look back to and you take the statistics and you see what women are doing in the sector today, for me, I think I'm gradually, I'm gradually getting smiling, not yet fulfilled, but more women are coming into the sector and more women are taking the booze by the horn. Mm -hmm. So I believe that as we move on, will not be able to look at the other critical issues in mining because when you talk about mining, you want to look at mining as a miner, where women are mining. You want to look at mining vis-a-vis -vis career professional women. You could see when we are trying to introduce Professor Dukoya, the, the, what she studied was job breaking, but it's all related to your mining. That is expression in the, in the art sciences. Mm -hmm. So such women must be given an opportunity to work in the industry and work and choose where they want to work. You want to look at women, you understand, who lives in mining environments, whose lives are distorted, whose environments are impacted negatively because they are mining. So all these things are what we summed up and then looking at young girls who are so frightened by the macho image that was initially given to mining and you want to get them drawn into the sector because as long as you don't bridge the gap, because let me just quickly give a hint. You and I know that we are entering the fourth industrial revolution and mining is going to play a significant role in Africa. If we don't attempt to bridge the gap right now and we still leave it exclusively in the hands of men, then the equality we keep on talking about will always be a mirage. So women we, we have to move into that sector and slog it out with the men to make sure that they too are working in the sector. Thank you. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Janet. My, my, my question, my second question goes to, to Prof. Odu. Prof. Odu, what is your passion about the mining industry? Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here this afternoon. Mm -hmm. My passion is um, similar to what um, my president has spoken about, especially when you see the discrimination between men and women in the mm -hmm. sector. Mm -hmm. I happen to be a victim, even working in the university. For the first 15 years of my career, I happen to be the only female lecturer in my department. Mm -hmm. How to fight it out with the men, you know? Mm -hmm. It um, wasn't really palatable and it was not a very good experience for me. Most of the time I had to put my feet down. I had to be discriminated um, towards. I remember there was a particular case when we had to go for field work. And my name was not included just because I was the only female colleague. Mm -hmm. What was the high skills? Because they thought um, logistically it will not be convenient for them. It will cost them extra money because they had to look for my accommodation separately, mm -hmm. do a lot of to make my participation um, much more convenient. Mm -hmm. So looking at that point, I have a passion to see more women dominating in this field, giving women more opportunities mm -hmm. to be at the helm of Afia, the policy makers, the managers in the mining industry. So that is my passion. Thank you so much for that. It's really interesting. And my, my, my question in the same, is in the same line of thought goes to Emily. Emily, what role do you play you as a woman in a sector that is dominated by men? Okay, I happen to be in a more... Um, Knowing fully well that mining is a male-dominated um, sector, mm -hmm. and um, having come from the university and the role that I play um, is mainly more of um, 
I, I've gotten myself involved in vis-a-vis -vis more um, aspects, several aspects in the mining sector. Mm -hmm. And my capacity as National Secretary for Women in Mining has exposed me to get involved in data gathering, monitoring, capacity building, and evaluation of um, artisanal and small-scale um, mining activities, especially in the artisanal and small-scale gold mining sector. Mm -hmm. And my experience as reeled out above, uh, that I just reeled out now, has been quite invaluable, especially in consideration of my gender. Mm -hmm. So... It, it has really grown me and made me more involved in a lot of things, mm -hmm. knowing fully well of how much it is um, out there because women are really not given opportunities. Um, because for instance, there was a time two years ago, I was kicked out of a, an opportunity because I was said to be a woman, which was on community development. Um, um, I was going to do a development uh, community development initiative for a community mining project going on. Mm -hmm. And the community EMIA said, the EMIA of that community said they did not want to negotiate with a woman on that project. So they had to drop me. Mm. But would, would that stop me from going on? No. We will still keep trying to put our voice out there and keep working despite all. In, so and firstly you ha i have to keep building my um my skills mm -hmm. knowing fully well that my capacity to execute and compete in the industry mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. having deal with these issues mostly the, the environment is already harsh enough but we know that treasures are not found on paved streets True. so i have to keep working i must be able to communicate in the most acceptable language um, by artisanal miners and I must gain their trust for me to be accepted to work with them mm -hmm. and more of, of course again now the insecurity issues having to um, manage myself amidst the insecurity that abounds in rural communities mm -hmm. you know is enormous it's and is more scary before now I never used to think about insecurity issues I just hop into the car and travel as much as I would go but now I have to think a lot about the mm -hmm. issues that could um, come up on my way to those communities. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, uh, you know, presently I'm doing a survey and the issues are still there. And sometimes they don't want to talk to me because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, try to speak the language. When I speak, change over to speak Hausa with some of those people, mm -hmm. I get to get their audience. So yeah, but, but that that's does one not of the things that I... But that does not prevent you to continuously play your role, right? To play my role, yes, it doesn't. Okay, good. Um, I'm turning back to Janet, Honorable Janet. Uh, I know to be able to realize uh, what you, you all, all, all women are actually doing today for the mining industry, uh, you know, to play a role, to be able to be there for the community. I know it's not an easy task. I want to ask you, Janet, what are the challenges or the issues that you often face? Perhaps if you can name a few of them uh, and, and perhaps quickly, you know, brass into them that you, you, you've been facing in, uh, as, as women. I'm sure, I'm sure from the discussion, mm. those separated by distance, we didn't know what we ask, but you could see one common thing. Mm. That is discrimination. Mm. Mm. That is unacceptability. We have to fight. When I say fight, not physical fighting. Mm -hmm. You have to put in efforts to be recognized. Mm. And so not only in mining, but in male 
you, you know, uh, psychologically, man categorized careers. Mm -hmm. Women are believed to be in the house, kitchen, nursing, and uh, like a toy to be adorned. Mm -hmm. So when they see a woman stepping out of that no normal role into some other roles, it's either she's uh, branded to be a macho and they want to see her, see that masculine nature. Mm -hmm. So even when you dress, so I want to start with the simplest of things. Even when you look good and you want to look feminine mm. and people see you in the sector, they say, you, can you be a minor? Are you in that sector? Do you even have anything upstairs? You are looked down. Mm -hmm. And Emily gave a very good example of it. Because for community assignments, when you go into communities, remember I studied art sciences to geology before I went into engineering. Mm. So I've experienced both sides as a policy person. Mm -hmm. The acts we use today, I was a major contributor because of my background. Mm -hmm. I solely brought up. But you find out that even at that, when you were discussing the chambers, I remembered in those days, before they now accepted, a woman at all times must be 10 times ahead of his male counterpart for him to be recognized in terms of intellectual productivity. Mm -hmm. You know, if a woman must attend a meeting, you just have to prepare for the meeting. It's one of the challenges because mm -hmm. you can't afford to fall into an error, error of presentation or error of data, error of speaking. Because mm -hmm. the next thing, ah, she's a woman. And when a man makes that error, they gloss over it. Then you look at now the real work of it, obtaining licenses and that is a little bit tough for women because women don't have access to, uh, to funds. Remember that women have been sidelined for so long in the country as a nation. Lack of education, even from your home, you are sidelined and everything. So access to capital is a bit challenging for women. Mm -hmm. Women have ideas, but how many of them have access, you understand, to actually manage the mines they have collected the licenses for? We will continue our conversation after this short message. Nigeria is teeming with potential to be the next mining hotspot in West Africa. So, how do we unlock this potential? Join us for the Nigerian Mining Week digital event from 12 to 16 October as we engage with government, mining companies, and industry experts as they discuss the Unleashing Nigeria's rich mining potential. Topics include what the future holds for the mining industry in Nigeria, Horizon 2030, preparing for the fourth industrial revolution, and an A to Z guide to investment in Nigerian mining. Don't miss out. Log on to NigeriaMiningWeek.com and be part of the conversation about West Africa's next mining hotspot. Welcome back to our conversation. I want to take you to my next question and my next question goes to Emily. Uh, Emily, uh, I want to I want to find out from from you. I mean, we've been working with women with artisanal my, uh, miners, uh, you know, either men, women, or, or or children. What are what are uh, what are your successes? What what project have you have you accomplished? Have you achieved? What you know? What throughout your activity? What is it that you can stand today and show that uh, to other women out there in Africa and say these are part of your successes? Um. Okay. Despite the challenges that are common to my gender, I must say that I have made humble strides in the industry. Mm -hmm. And currently, 
as I said to you, I'm working on a survey on impact of COVID-19 on artisan and small-scale mining. Mm -hmm. And in my gathering for um, the people I needed to question, that I needed to interview, I had to look for more women. And there are communities in Niger State that have more women mining and, than men. And having to work with them and interview them and get to hear what their challenges are and what's um, of course, the challenges are in the industry. And comparing them to the women in Oshun State is quite um, appalling. Mm -hmm. Then also, as, then we have to look for ways to how to help them, empower them as much as we can. And having said that, because today is just my final week on that project, which has been successful. Then also, um, I have worked with on the Unida project where we had to work on a data gathering for the use of mercury um, in the amalgamation of gold in gold communities in the artisanal small scale um, small scale gold mining sector. Um, Emily, okay. I want to ask you. That my question comes to you. I want to ask you: What are those successes? You know, those projects that you have accomplished, that you have achieved in all your activities. Do you perhaps have a few that you can uh, elaborate and tell us? Um, what you as, as women in mining in Nigeria, you've been able to count as your successes? Okay, first and foremost, you know very well that um, we have made very um, great strides because um, before now, women in mining wasn't recognized anywhere in events, you know, but now at every event, women in mining have a seat and a role to play. They have mm -hmm. becoming, they have become, Come, they've been realizing the importance and our role mm -hmm. as a woman, as women mm -hmm. in the industry. Mm -hmm. And for and foremost, like even um, women in my women affairs are partnering with us on programs. And mm -hmm. um, recently, um, the Australian High Commission have been sponsoring events for the women in mining, which mm -hmm. of course is because they know the importance of the role of the woman of women in the industry mm -hmm. and um the world bank uh you know even from the ministry we're going through a um we're trying to redefine uh the women in mining um as a group which mm -hmm. the ministry is partnering with us to be able to achieve all of that mm -hmm. and thank god for now the african women in mining so mm -hmm. that is giving us more visibility. And recently, the president of Women in Mining was recognized as one of the 100 women globally. And that's mm -hmm. very important to know that um, before now, we were not here. And that's really a great stride. Having us out there, knowing that very, we exist, you're able to find good. us where we are. Very good. It, it, me it means that you are, you, are, you are working, you are on the ground. Janet, that, that comes to you as well, uh, you know, uh, apart apart from uh, apart from those beautiful successes, is there any project um, that uh, that you you you've been uh, onto that uh, you've been into, sorry, and that you have started and and achieved? I'm talking with like the the, the women in the community. Any some, something a project that you started from the ground that merged to be uh, a, the successful uh, uh, you know the successful story. One of the success stories is that nothing happens in the industry without mentioning women in mind. Mm -hmm. That is a major 
successful that we were able to bring women from nowhere to the forefront in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing is that if you look at just environment, what led to the very success story of women, women in mining that we are watching today was mm-hmm. if you get to Rayfield, where women in mining, two things, where women in mining started, there was no, the, the women were under, uh, they, were, uh, they were exploited because mm-hmm. they mine um, uh, tin, and by the time they get them to the tin shed, they buy them poorly. Then we have some women, Hajia, that is not the popular Hawa Hajia. There's another Hajia, you understand, who is in Nasarawa, not educated. She's mm-hmm. into gemstone. So we worked on those people individually. You understand, mm-hmm. educating them, giving their capacity to get their institutions. Hajia takes that things, despite her education. If you go to her website, you see her picture. Despite mm-hmm. no education, she takes her products to, Germ- to Germany, to other countries to sell. Then mm-hmm. as a collective project, we worked on the medical issues of children around Joss with mm. the late Professor Adiku Brown. She's de- she died about three months or four months ago now. She used to be a doctor then in University of Joss. Without mm-hmm. being sponsored by any individual, we brought, we, I brought out money then because, you know, women in mining, how many, what, what as women? We were saying we don't have funds. So to put down funds is not easy. So we just made it a, a project where we went to say, we want to even see the impact of the um, mining ponds mm-hmm. on not attended to see and push for reclamation. That was what introduced the word reclamation into the budget of na- National Assembly. So we mm-hmm. went and we did studies, we went to the hospital and we ran studies which showed that children from age 12 and who goes into that pond to die, they have all manner of free radicals in their system. The reports mm-hmm. are there for all to see. That was what led to Sada then coming up and say, okay, let's impute, uh, let's include uh, reclamation of mine sites. And today it's a major function of the MCE. Then again, for when Dangote was coming up, the same group, we constituted ourselves into a body and we said we want to take, we want to relate the health status of the women to mining communities. So because then you will see uh, girls, ladies, you understand, in trailer, in trailer containers, having sex, doing all manner of things, being abused because there was an influx of people into that environment. So we mm-hmm. work with NACA to be able to determine the health status of those people. And it was frightening. NACA has to move there, you understand, to ensure, because that was we did that studies on AIDS to see the number of people, you understand, who are AIDS beating. Today, mm-hmm. we have encouraged women from Taraba, you understand, led by Sadiq, you understand, again, you could see that a man is helping to coordinate because the women are not, they are not too educated. Only Irene is educated amongst them but they, mm-hmm. they are into serious brimstone production. So in fact, we are, th- those are the group, you know, they are, they are waiting for you, for the mine and I project, project to talk about, to be able to showcase their mine. Simple mines, nothing special, but you could see their efforts, you understand, self-efforts are doing what they were doing. Then again, we went to Itagumodu to see the services, provide the, the impact of women in mining and services. That's Itagumodu is in Elisha. And you can mm-hmm. see that those young girls, the risk they take, just as the men are working, 
they are taking food, you understand, to those sites to be able mm -hmm. to meet the needs of the site. Then in Niger states, again, we, we could, because funding did not allow us to go through, but I thank God that UNIDO came on board and that was what gave Emily the opportunity then, you understand, to tackle mm -hmm. it because we brought the issue of using of chemicals, you understand, uh, mm -hmm. mercury for gold mm -hmm. mining. And you have quite a number of underage girls and the consequences on their health. But UNIDO took that one off us and thank God they ran it through. So, and right now we are equally looking at still coming together and seeing opportunities. One thing is that you can't do much if you are not grounded in a sector. The more grounded you become in a sector, as we speak, women in mining does not collect due from anybody. You understand? The due is more or less like a voluntary thing. You know, we tax ourselves when assignments come up. But now, we thank God that the minister has supported us. We are getting an office. Uh, uh, we have the, the only female head, head in an agency is supporting us. We are building on the office. So once the office is set, which by the end of mid-August latest will be set, we'll be able to engage in more activities, you understand, that are measurable. And let's, before I forget, just the one Emily said, we made sure we went to Ministry of, uh, what is it now called? Women Affairs, where we pushed for the set, setting up of, of an economic desk. Because we said enough of clapping hands. We want women, you understand, to be involved in the mining sector where they will be making good funds. Today, the economic desk is set in uh, Women Affairs, and we are collaborating with them. Same thing we are doing with the SDG, where we are mining into, uh, we are doing SDG into mining, you understand, mining into sustainable development. We were in a meeting with them two weeks ago, and I'm sure at the end of this whole thing, by the time the office is first set, all these things will translate into success. So we've actually laid our hands on some things. And on the regional level, you could see that we more were women in uh, West African women in mining. We are, we are trying to build up the capacity of one another and looking for funding, which again is gradually here because we can see some bilateral organizations now uh, May putting up adverts, you understand, for us to apply for grants, which we hope if we tidy our paper, it's not automatic, but if we tidy our paper very well, at least now women in mining is being mentioned, which is a success. We will continue our conversation after this short message. Do you know of a company or individual who is making a real difference in African mining? Now is your chance to give them the credit they deserve. The Mining Elites in Africa 2021 Yearbook, published by Mining Review Africa, will focus on those companies and individuals who are making a tangible difference across the African mining sector, to their own businesses, the regions in which they operate, all stakeholders and the greater economies. So don't miss out on this opportunity to shine a light on those people and projects changing the face of mining as we know it. To nominate, please go to miningreview.com and search Elites. Nominations close on 30 September 2020. Mining Elites in Africa 2021. Paying tribute to leaders who are making a difference in African mining. Welcome back to our conversation. I want to go to Prof. Prof. Odu, uh, you've been working uh, in, in, a, in, a, in the mining industry uh, as a professor. You're also playing a role. And I, and I like what um, Honorable Janet actually mentioned and said, uh, in one of her lines, she said, 
uh, when people think about women in mining, they're only thinking about people on the ground in a mine, you know, in those mines, natural miners. But you also have women in mining that actually play roles, you know, uh, on, 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 a, on a downstream, you know, people from the beginning that we actually don't see. You are actually part of those women behind the scene that are actually also working and playing a big role. I want to ask you, Prof. Odu, what is your impact in the community as, as, as a woman? I'm sure if we are going to be honest with ourselves, we will know that it is practically impossible for women to attain a great height in this sector without education. If they are not professionally qualified, their achievement may be minimal. So I will look at my impact from that aspect. Like I told you, Initially, when I started this career in 15 years, I was the only one, the only female lecturer. In most of the southwestern part of my country, I was only... But now, gradually, we are having more women, encouraging more women, even to study geology, which is very difficult. But we encourage them to do that. Already, I have two female students who are doing PhD, and mm -hmm. I'll be able to get funding for them. Also, talking about the impact in the community, I happen to be a consultant um, with the projects. Emily has been talking about the UNIDO projects, about on the ratification of mercury in, for gold processing, artisanal small-scale mining in Nigeria. I happen to be a consultant. And after the field work, I put it in myself that we need to look at the environmental impacts. And I was able to take some samples within the mining community to see the level of the mercury, because we know mercury is a very toxic element that affects most of the miners, especially the women and the children. Mm -hmm. So I was able to take some samples myself, soil samples, water samples, to look at the level of not even only the mercury now, but other toxic elements like lead that could cause a lot of health hazards in the life of these miners. I mean, most of them are carcinogenic. And this minor, especially women and children, like I said, I post this toxic element. So I was able to take those samples. And uh, by the grace of God, I was able to get a collaboration with British Geological Survey in UK that are partnering with me on that job now. And we'll be able to analyze those samples. Already, I've started processing the results, and I'm going to disseminate the results at different levels. The community people will see it the government people will see, so they'll be able to look at a way of um, eradicating this problem and uh, making the life of these miners safer. So that's one of it. And also, uh, I'll be able to, I've been privileged to advise some of these miners when they come at the different levels, at the exploration level, I'll be able to advise some of them to make their work easier, provide support, consultancy, and so many other things, so that at least they will be able to level with other men and be able to, say, I mean, to, be, to succeed in what they are doing. So those are just a few achievements I, I can think about. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We came to the end of our, our discussion today. And uh, I just want to remind that the theme of the discussion was the, the mine and I, or mining and I. And... Um, before, before we conclude or before we finish our, our uh, 
interview. I just want to go around the table and uh, perhaps starting with Emily, having one minute each of you uh, to tell the audience, to tell all those uh, women that are out there, perhaps a word of advice, you know, to all those women that are still in the running, you know, to having an equal share space with men in the mining industry. What is your word of encouragement? Emily, we're going to start with you. I'll begin by saying thank you very much, Audrey, for this opportunity. And I also want to appreciate that it is very exciting to study rocks and the exploiting of God's treasures. And I must confess that I was, like for me, I was first uh, which they say is power. However, it has brought again to my exposure that in the industry that I found knowledge, which led to treasure and led to wealth and the empowerment in the industry. You know, there's a lot of the value chain is enormous. We all love jewelry everything you can find. You're building a house, everything you need to build your house is found in the industry. There is nothing that is without, even our medical, our health sector builds its um, drugs from mining. Our homes, everything fanciful, beautiful is from this treasure, which is in mining. So sciences, I have, you know, women out there, you, you love jewelry, you love to trade, you love to keep, you love to pick up um, what they call the artifacts. You can find them in the mining industry. So you can you have a place in the mining industry. So don't shy away. Thank you. Very Thank much. you. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> Honorable Janet, your word of conclusion. Yeah, once again, Audrey, you've been so supportive from the beginning, and we want to say thank you on behalf of women in mining. And I want to use this opportunity to call out every woman. Every woman is an industry, just like Emily said, for everybody. Every profession, from lawyers to doctors to engineers, call it any profession. Women must be bold. Women must not be contented, you know, with uh, the pieces, the crumbs under the table any longer. The industry that would drive the fourth revolution, the fourth industrial revolution, is agriculture mining, ICT, and education. And so as a result of that, it is very important for us because if we keep singing gender inequality, gender this, gender that, nobody gives power, nobody gives money. You have to take it. You must be discontented with where you are to be able to move to the next level. So I call on every woman to move to the next level. And how do you move to the next level? We have models in men. Men do things together even when they disagree they still stay together. Women were extremely very sensitive. Very little things cause disagreement and we throw away the baby and the bathwater. We must overcome that. We must study the men and build up the spirit of Ubuntu to be able to build one another because we must always learn to transfer the baton from one generation to the other generation. And so that's where there's sustainability. So I call out you girls, I call out you women. There's room for you in women in mind. Let's build this into a formidable organization where we can be cheated. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Janet. Prof, Prof Odu? Yeah, thank you so much, Audrey, for this wonderful opportunity. And I would like to start by appreciating engineer Honorable Adeyemi for a good work and fantastic work she's doing in Nigeria, women in mining. She has done a lot of sacrifices and uh, she has passion. 
and I wish her well. Having said that, I want to start even from home. Women, we should support our girl child. If your girl child decides to read, study engineering, geology courses in the university, don't tell that those courses belong to men. They should go and do something else. Please give them as much support as possible because there shouldn't be any discrimination. Whatever a man can do, I'm sure a woman can do. Thank you. Thank you so much, Prof. Thank you so much, Prof. Odu. Uh, I'm, I'm going up with, I'm going uh, away with, uh, uh, with one quote that you, all, of, all of you said. You said, building, building up capacity um, is a key for women to stand the ground and grow in a mining sector and to work hand in hand with the male counterpart. It means that, um, yes, we can stand uh, uh, our ground, but we should not forget to work also with men because some of these men are the decision makers and we need to work together with them to make things happen. But for us to do that, we need to build up our capacity. Women need to build up their capacity to be able to defend themselves. Thank you so much, ladies, for your time. Thank you for availing yourself for this beautiful interview and sharing your experiences, your knowledge uh, with the industry, with the audience, with other women at, um, that are looking up to you. It was, we had um, with us, uh, uh, engineer Honorable uh, Adeyemi Janet is the president of Women in Mining Nigeria. We had Emily with us, which is as a beautiful, br uh, brilliant geologist and consultant. Prof Odu, we want to thank you. We know how much, uh, how busy you can be. You avail yourself to be with us. We want to thank all of you, and uh, this podcast will be broadcasted in all our platforms. You can find it uh, in uh, mining. Uh, week.com and also in www.miningreview.com and uh, I'll Audrey from Nigeria Mining Week until next time I wish you all well thank you for listening please subscribe to our podcast series and remember to give us a five-star rating on Spotify iOS as well as your favorite podcast app until next time goodbye and stay safe <laughs>